You are listening to Forward, a podcast of island readers and writers. This is your host, Taylor Mace. Today, Kara Ryman of the Maine State Library is here with us. She is the Early Literacy Children's Specialist in Augusta. Thank you, Kara, for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me. What are you seeing that um, libraries across the state are doing to cope with the challenges of COVID? Well, they've had to be very creative, that's for sure. Um, And it unfortunately came, you know, right before summer reading, which is a pretty big event for most uh, libraries and definitely all children's librarians. Um, and so any plans they had already made had to go out the window because it's typically involved around in-person events um, and all kinds of really fun things like that that they do in the summer. And so we all had to uh, pivot really quickly to figure out how to still best provide services for our families. Um, and not only do we have the ability and access to the tools that we need to do that but then what are they going to want because maybe they're um, tired of the zoom calls and stuff from school and are they still going to want those kinds of programs it was a lot to think about a lot of people really um jumped on learning new technologies and things that they weren't familiar with. Um, So it's been a really big learning curve, but everyone has been so willing to sort of dive into the deep end. And it's been really awesome to watch. Um, Kara, can you share a little bit about yourself and your role at the Maine State Library? Sure. Um, So my, the official title is Children's Literacy Specialist. Um, but what I consider the biggest part of my job essentially is just being a support system for all the youth librarians around the state. Um, you know, I'm here to help them with anything that they need help with and to provide resources and information. Um, I try to stay on sort of the cutting edge of, of what's going on in our field so that I can be sure to supply that information to everyone. Um, and that's been really awesome especially this summer with everything that's going on to know that i can be somewhat of a a a stable force for everyone and and help them to guide them on their ways what are you seeing that the um children's librarians um have been doing during this time i know there was a lot of and still is um you know, online story hours and um, virtual summer reading programs. Um, What are you seeing as the challenges and or the benefits um, to, as you mentioned, pivoting into that virtual space for librarians? Um, Yeah, so one of uh the benefits that i've seen and that i'm actually pretty excited about is the fact that you can pre-record a program and so the families can use this material whenever it works for them instead of having to be able to come at a certain time to the library 
um, as you know, everyone with kids is dealing with nap times and eating schedules and other activities. So I love now that they can just call up a video whenever it's a good time for their family. Um, in particular, something that a lot of libraries are doing is providing sort of um, what we call make and take crafts. So it's the supplies for everything that you need for a particular project in a baggie and parents can come and pick those up anytime and then they can do that project with their kids whenever it's a good time for them. How does the Maine State Library collaborate with the Department of Education and school librarians? Yeah, so there are um, a myriad of ways that we try to work with all of uh, the schools. Um, in particular, I will work with school librarians as, as much as I can. Um, my main audience is public librarians, but I'm definitely here to support school librarians as well. Um, so occasionally we um, work directly with uh, MASL, the main association of school librarians. Um, on things and um, actually my manager, Janet McKenney, um, just joined their board so that we can be more connected with what's going on with them. Um, and we love working on projects with the, with the DOE. Um, we have actually a new project that's going on. I don't know how public that is, so I, I won't mention it specifically, um, but you know, things to, to help our students. Um, we also provide um, the main digital library, which has a ton of databases and resources that are free to anyone in the state. Um, and uh, schools use those a lot to help with research, work on projects and things like that. And so that's a, a really phenomenal service that we provide. Does the main state library provide um networking or professional development opportunities for public librarians and or school librarians or how do you all um, collaborate throughout the state? Yeah, we absolutely do. Um, so one of the things that um, sort of falls under my position and that I've had a, a really great time helping to plan is professional development for those youth librarians. Um, particularly this summer where we had extra time to meet and chat. Um, for example, we've been having um, youth services chats via Zoom. Um, we were doing it every week and now it's every other week as folks are trying to get back into the, their routines or their new routines, um, which has been phenomenal. We also have um, a yearly um, event called Reading Roundup, which mm. is very popular. It's been going on for, I, I don't know, like 40-ish years, I think, or I forget exactly how much, but um, uh, last year was my first year helping to plan it. And of course, um, it, ha it happens in April. And so it didn't get to happen as, as planned. I mean, it's event a big event that we hold at the Augusta Civic Center every year and we get, um, you know, four to 500 librarians from across the state. Um, so it's a fantastic day of tons of professional development and meeting with your colleagues. So this year we had to sort of cancel at the last minute and we were able to still have our keynote um, virtually 
um, which was really great. But this year, um, obviously, we have to plan things a little bit differently. Um, and that is a really fun thing to work on. Are you finding that um, parents are more engaged in that? Um, it's, it's difficult because it's a fairly new thing. Um, most people were not doing virtual story times before this. Um, so there's a lot of anecdotal stories about how it's going. Um, I know here in Maine, uh, we've had quite a few people who are, are doing them, um, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of interaction, which is tough because it counts on the person on the other side commenting on the video or giving it a thumbs up or something. So that's definitely difficult to say how many people are you know, really partaking of them live. Um, of course, everyone has statistics, whether you do it on, on YouTube or, or Facebook. Um, but that's difficult, too, because it's not necessarily how many people sat and watched the whole thing. It could be someone who um, paused on the video for five seconds and then moved on. And um, so that's been difficult for us, too, because libraries, um, we definitely have to count all of our statistics to make sure um, we can back up our funding. And um, so that's been tough to say exactly how many people are participating in the, in the virtual things. But I do know that um, the families who have been um, really interacting with their librarians are so grateful to have, you know, the 20 minutes or, or so that they can sit down with their kids and say, you know, oh, you're, you're seeing Miss Kate again. That's, that's so exciting. And the kids uh, really adore it because obviously um, families have such close relationships with, with their youth librarians. And so they've, you know, been missing each other. There's so much research done around um, the benefits of parents and caregivers reading to kids um, and bringing and having books at home, whether from the library or their own home libraries. What does the Maine State Library do to help parents sort of understand that and or provide resources around around that? Um, so one thing that we do is we partner with the Raising Readers organization, mm -hmm. which provides uh, books at every uh, well kid check in through your doctor's office up to age five. Um, and that's for any child across the state so that, you know, by the age of five, the child has um, you know, a, a small collection of their own at home because we know how important it is for kids to have their own books at home. Um, and along with that, Raising Readers provides a lot of content. And actually this summer, um, they have created their own um, sort of a story time. They've had um, people involved in the program, including myself, um, have uh, done read-alouds and been able to post those online for families. Um, and they've got a whole back catalog of books that they've chosen uh, over over the last um, 20 years. It was actually their anniversary this year. Um, so it, there's really great resources there. And of course, every book includes, um, and this is one of the major ways that we partner, every book includes a list of 10 ways to further interact with a story for parents. Um, and we help them create those which is something I was able to work on this spring, and it was actually really fun. 
Um, and then uh, we offer library cards to anyone in the state. Um, the Maine State Library itself does not have a large collection of children's books. So that's not one of um, their programmatic aspects, but through the Maine State Library, you can request books from any other library in the state. So, so we help provide those. What Maine children's authors are you following and are there any new books coming out of um, Maine that, that you would recommend? Uh, so one of the benefits of being here in Maine is that we have such a phenomenal crop of children's authors and illustrators here. I mean, we are just so lucky. Um, I, of course, have my own favorites. I've always been a fan of Chris Van Dusen, mm. Matt Tavares. Um, I'm a, a newer fan of, of uh, Ryan Higgins and his work. Um, they're, they're just so many fantastic. We've not only a picture book, but we've got great chapter book authors as well. Um, this past year, uh, Lynn Ford put out a, a new book about um, the Maine Bicentennial, which was adorable. Uh, beyond Maine, are there some, some new releases um, in 2020 that you would recommend? Yeah, I mean, there's new stuff coming out all the time. Uh, and actually a, an unfortunate side effect of, of this uh, pandemic that we're all going through is um, the publishing industry is really backed up um, with because of the lack of printers. Um, mm. And now that everyone's really wanting more and more books and ordering them separately to come home because they haven't been able to go to their libraries. Um, so a lot of our fall releases are getting pushed back till next year and things like that. So that's been really, really sad, I think, for all of us involved um, in around the publishing world. Um, but I myself have been um, reading a lot of young adult books. Um, there was a great uh, professional development day put on um, by School Library Journal. They do it every year called SLJ Teen Live. Um, and through that, you get access to so many art which are the pre-published copies of books. Um, and so I've just been sort of going wild reading all of those <laughs> and, and, and putting reviews. Um, we actually have a uh, children's book review group here in Maine, and we've got a website where we put up reviews of, of all the books we're reading for other librarians. And um, so it's fun to get access and read and review. Is that available only to librarians or is that website for anyone to look at anyone can look oh, at the website what is we, we hope that they do what is the website and i'm just looking at the uh it's mslbookreview.org i would like to um highlight something else that um libraries well, across the country really are doing right now but um with everything that's, that's going on with both COVID and, um, you know, racial issues across the country. Um, librarians have been really great about providing um, access to books and book lists and doing their best to find the really quality material. Um, for example, a lot of books about um, COVID and pandemics have been written recently, um, which is amazing because I don't know how someone puts that together so quickly. Um, but so there's been a lot of sharing of um, 
purpose of those and where to access. And a lot of those COVID books actually are accessible um, free online. Um, so definitely look to your um, local library websites for access to those and book lists. Um, and then uh, there's a lot of uh, providing to lists of books that feature um, uh, people of color or other minority uh, groups and, and doing extra to really promote those and, and help get those into our, our communities and so parents can talk to their children about what's going on in the world. Definitely, I mean, that's one way our librarians are so wonderful is having their their fingers on that and and ways to bring those issues home um, through books. So um, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Kara, so much for joining me today. Um, Kara Ryman with the Maine State Library. We will uh, be sure to check out those book reviews and is there any other way we should be keeping up to date with the Maine State Library? Um, you can always go to our website. Um, there's a lot on it, but there are there's a public side and then a librarian side too, which of course, you know, the librarian side is also open to the public if you're interested in, in seeing what kind of things um, we offer. And I was just going to, so it's maine.gov slash msl. Maine.gov slash msl. Yes, and we also have a Facebook page where, oh, actually, I will plug um, one of my colleagues has been um, doing a Wednesday STEM program online, live every Wednesday afternoon. Um, that's Chris Dorman. He's our STEM librarian, um, and those have been really awesome and great and really fun. And most of them are projects that you can do with just stuff you find around the house. listening to Forward, a podcast of Island Readers and Writers. Get our new episodes every other Wednesday by subscribing to Forward on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. For more about Island Readers and Writers programs, visit www.islandreadersandwriters.org. <laughs>